Welcome to the Sports by Fry podcast. My name is Fry, and sitting down on a Sunday evening instead of a Sunday afternoon is uh, myself and JLo. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Very good. I went to spent to a sketch comedy show, which was quite enjoyable. So I'm nice. very holly and jolly, and yeah, I'm going to be ripping out zingers all day. So I had just a be nap, ready, so you uh, will definitely have to uh, provide the energy <laughs> levels for both of us because. Uh, I have been running on fumes trying to watch as much of the World Cup and as much of the footy as I can. Been a very sport-orientated weekend this weekend. Mm. Um, Not a bad way, though. Can't complain. Would have been nice if we were able to watch uh, Harry Styles last night. I know. Would have been. Yeah, would have been. I'm sure. I'm sure those uh, 20 million girls downstairs had a pretty good time. So good on them. Good on you, mate. Good on you, mate. Yeah, it was uh, interesting to see or half hear Harry uh, from downstairs. But I was glued a lot more into the World Cup and AFL action Mm. uh, this weekend. Interesting start to the World Cup, actually. Brazil um, drew with Switzerland. Yep. Argentina... Drew with Iceland. Um, I'm just trying to think what else happened. Of course, Mexico beat Germany. Yeah, that's pretty massive. It's gonna it's gonna be a really interesting World Cup. Last World Cup was a bit uneventful for mine. Like it kind of just went almost to plan. To Other be honest, Neymar I can't even really down. remember like what happened. Yeah, well, Neymar Apart went Germany. down. German, Germany got up. Like it was just a bit of a known contest yeah, for mine. Like it was uh, was it Germany Holland in the final? I'm pretty sure. I want to say Germany Brazil, but. Nah, because I'm pretty sure Brazil went to shit because Neymar did his foot and like uh, a few other things because it was their home thing. And they yeah, it was just, in Brazil. They dudded right. it up in Brazil. So um, yeah, good to good to have a bit that's of an intriguing. It was uh, in Brazil. Cup. It wasn't against Brazil. That's right. Yeah. Um, Argentina was who Germany played in the final last. Did they uh, really? World Cup? Yeah, with no Messi. Apparently, that's oh, what's got here. Fucking, that's, okay, all right. I wouldn't have got that in a million years. Honestly. The only less, the only other team I would have guessed less is yeah. Australia, and that's because I fucking know they weren't in it. So. Yeah, the Aussies aren't uh, poised for the ton of success. Although they looked pretty solid against France. Look, so. well, we said it. We're not we're not huge soccer people, so we don't really know what we're talking about. But like, they never embarrass themselves at a World Cup. Like they, no, they're, they're usually like, all solid. Yeah, they're always good defensively. They always like get close to winning or drawing or like there's usually one match where they get blown out but yeah. they never get embarrassed so hey we've got that going for hopefully us. we don't I don't think we will get embarrassed in the touchwood in the other two group matches we've got Denmark and Peru and neither of them are like amazing the yeah. Peru's pretty good defensively um, and Denmark I think from memory beat them 1-0 in the other group game so yeah hopefully we uh, don't don't get belted in any games. As long as we don't come one. last in the group, I'd be okay. I know? tipped that we will, but I don't. It's definitely a, a third spot. is definitely plausible. Hmm. Um, how dope is it that the Mexican fans celebrated so hard that like seismic activity was recorded, and yeah. technically they celebrated so hard that they shook the earth. They literally yeah, caused an earthquake. I was looking at. I, I, could, I was at a pub when I was watching the like aftermath. Yeah. So I saw like the waves mm. like it was obviously the seismograph and I was like but I thought it was um, just like audio I was like oh that's pretty loud it looked pretty maxed out audio wise but yeah. <laughs> literally I know it's fucking seismic it was literally, activity that's insane I don't think I've ever heard of that it, yeah it's so it, funny it freaked me out a little bit them like crying I'm like it's just a pool game at yeah. World Cup. like yeah a decent decent little win but 
It doesn't act like sure anything. Act like world peace has just been. Uh, I know. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Anyway, whatever. I guess some I, nations get so behind well, the World Cup. Eh? I don't it's know. So it was, funny. I don't remember if it was me talking to you or who who I was talking to, but I, we were sort of just talking about Mexico. They kind of get. They're in that weird middle ground. Like they're kind of with the, the U.S. and Canada shit at soccer, but yeah. they're kind of South American. Greatest, greatest soccer. soccer. So you're just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know where Mexico stands. They're just always. <laughs> I don't think always, they do either. They're always right in the middle, like yeah. just exactly like they are, like demog- um, geographically. So. That's so funny. Yeah. Speaking of right in the middle, uh, after a nice percentage mm-hmm. boost, the Frio Dockers are climbing their way to uh, sit. I think at the moment we're actually technically twelfth, maybe even thirteenth, but we're uh, we're nearing the middle, which is nice. Yeah, I thought the, we might be uh, due for a real drop-off and a shit second half of the year, but all of a sudden, we might actually... I don't think we will play finals, and I don't really think we'll contend, but yeah, the well, wins on the board. i tell you what, mate. You've got you to listen to the commentators. They're all pretty fucking high on, on uh, Frio's top eight chances. And I was like, oh, you pump the brakes here, Alistair Lynch very, Pav. Like, very excited to get fired yeah, up when you're beating Carlton exactly. by 70 points. Settle yeah, down. like... They were thrashing Carlton admittedly, but I was like, oh god, they're like second bottom of the Carlton. guys. Like they're one of the like worst teams of the last twenty years, probably them or Melbourne, would it be? It'd be them, surely. Melbourne Think about how been... many like draft picks they've had right. Well, actually Yeah. At least they made a grand final like twenty I can't, years ago. Melbourne would... have done Nothing. It would be too hard basket for me to try and go through and close, see close their call, records. And, but it would be close teams. call. And funnily enough, I'm pretty sure... Oh no, Free I know. be up there too. Yeah. Well, um, I was going to say, I think they play each other this week, but that's not true. Because the Blues play Collingwood. Yeah, it's Melbourne, Port Adelaide as well, I think. Yeah. Interesting fixtures uh, this week coming up. I'm just having a bit of a dive through. A couple of interesting little Port and the up. D's. That'll uh, tell us a lot mm, we need to know. Richmond versus the Swans as well. Of course... Uh, Actually, that Port D's game might tell us nothing at all. It might just be like a real tough fought game and you're just like, I don't know what that was. Like, well, it will be interesting to see if... like, Because they're arguably two of the form teams of the comp, I guess yeah. you could say. I mean, Sydney, funnily enough, has won five in a row. Yeah. They're in, in good form. Yeah, but, yeah, Sydney I think, and those two, I would have said. I think, um, yeah, a couple of... Well, maybe two weeks ago, just before their buy, I flagged that Melbourne was just having a hot yeah. month. Um and Port Adelaide, yeah, they haven't looked amazing. They've, uh... I think they're back. I reckon they're back. I reckon Paddy Wright is back to his damaging best, and he's given his those like quality midfielders like first use. I reckon. I reckon that Port Adelaide's a real deal. Melbourne, not for mine. It's going to be tight. I will definitely be <laughs> watching as much Port Adelaide as I can, though, because I will be probably owning yeah. half of Port Adelaide mm. uh, in my AFL fantasy team once uh, my trades all said and done. Uh, <laughs> Didn't end up getting rid of Robbie Gray. Thank God he managed to uh, pump out a 105 for me. Squeak one out. Yeah. Um, and Rocky was good as well. But yeah, there's a couple, definitely a couple of dudes who are on my radar. And you've probably got them on your uh, in your trade thoughts as well, right? Well, I, I, I think I've said this the last two weeks. Uh, Ollie Wines was on my... like I was, I'm so close to pulling the trigger two weeks ago yeah. on Ollie Wines. And I, I went for some absolute just fucking pus, pus trades. So, uh, yeah, those boys are definitely on the list. Uh, I guess we'll talk about those a little bit later. We'll probably talk about the, the potential trades a little bit later in the week. True, uh, yeah. But, yeah, there's a, definitely a few Port Adelaide boys who are climbing up my ladder. Of, that, uh, um, that game against the Dogs, I managed to watch. 
Um, I think I managed to watch the whole first half before I went. For some reason, I had a late start for work. Yeah, that's right. I was watching it live on my phone. Yeah. Um, and God, it was a bummer to see McLean and McRae do shithouse. McRae's down, like down and out now. Yeah. He's out for about a month, so he's of must trade. Mm-hmm. Got a break even of like 200. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a break even over 200 before. It would just be hard to do, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I yeah. can't say I've ever done it. would be hard to do. Yeah. Um, so, usually the... It only happens when someone gets injured, which... Uh, injured, but you also would have to be going at a pretty fair whack, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, um, which he was. But, yeah, very interesting times at the uh, Large Fries and Coke. I think maximum this week I'll be able to field is probably 17, which kind of sucks, but the 17 I'm fielding are all a pretty good 17. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the motto is that you always just want to make your team better over the bye weeks, and that's what I've done. I've... Fingers crossed. Hopefully, got a couple of moves up my sleeve. A couple with, of injuries uh, for you, though. Yeah, I think the Laird out, and part of that, part of that is just because he's got his buy this week. Did you have Walters in for no. that one week? No, no. Okay. never had Mickey. Um, I've actually managed to dodge, with the exception of now McRae. I think I've managed to dodge all but like the Laird injury. Like there was a few I dealt with. We've got dealt with rookies, but you know, considering mm. there were blokes who had Camilio and Dusty and Walters and Fife. Yeah. And all these other dudes, no, I've, uh, I've definitely been lucky. Yep. Yeah, I've, I've been pretty pretty reasonably uh, blessed, yep. except for Cornelio's one of the ones that jumps to mind. And there were a few, a few or Liam Ryan, I guess we had. Yeah, a couple of uh, minutes ago, I literally just published my um, round 13 wrap-up, so you can check that out on sportsbyfry.com. But in that, I talked a little bit, I pretty much wrapped up, obviously, funnily enough, the title uh, is called a wrap-up, wrapped up the entire round and addressed a few of my trade targets. I think uh, Josh Kelly is as close to a must-have this week as possible. Although, the last time I said this was about Tom Rockliffe, and then he, yeah. we know what he did. So, yeah, I'm... What are your thoughts on uh, Josh Kelly this week? <sighs> Look, he's got, the, he's got the Lions off 166. I'm not huge on people who've, who've missed the last week, whether mm. it's through by, like Rocky was that time, or... Through injury or whatever, I like to give him one week. Yeah, uh, usually I do as well. Because I just think, like, whether it was a rest or whatever, you, you're off. Your timing's just a touch off. Um, your fitness is a touch off. Like, there are a few blokes who go bang after the bye. Mm. But um, I'll give Kelly one week. It's a, it's a bummer I missed him against the Lions this week. But yeah. my, my big trade this week was bringing in Tom Mitchell. Um, who's up against the Gold Coast Sun. So Gee, I think if, nice. if you don't have Mitchell, he's the number one must-have, but yeah. then probably Kelly for mind. But again, like we said, it's risky. I'll give him a few weeks. I keep saying, oh yeah, make sure you have this bloke and this dude, and I always... You never end up getting him. I'm just going to say, I, usually when I say that, my opinions come from a place of like, oh yeah, I don't have this dude, or I do have this dude, but I've always had Tom Mitchell, so I never yeah. say to people to get him because yeah. I just assume that everyone has him. He's owned by over 70% of coaches. I mean, you can't... Well, I haven't had him until this point in the year and I've sorely missed him. Although yeah. I didn't miss him that little weird mid-period, but... Um, I was so stoked. Somehow, like the two weeks that he had under 80, I managed to take the captain badge off him and put it on goal. Yeah. Pure ass, um, but I will absolutely claim it. Well so. played, mate. Yeah, Josh Kelly and Tom Mitchell are two of the uh, big popular names this week. But like I said, if you want to read uh, more... Tommy okay. Mitchell probably isn't the popular name this week because he's, uh, he's in 70% yeah. of people's fucking team. That's <laughs> true. That is true. But he's yes, just, he's, just a, he's just sitting on the sidelines ready to go, mate. You can just pencil him in for like yeah. 1.30 yeah. every week, which is bullshit in itself. Oh, it's unheard of. 
pretty crazy. Um, speaking of crazy, the NBA draft is just three, four days away now. So it's heating up too. Pandemonium starting yeah. to uh, it's gone, start. It to is impact. gone crazy. It's it is. Gone wild. I'm excited though. Like I've said a number of times, I love this time of year. This is my favourite time. I think yep. just pre free agency and the draft. Um, this is usually when a lot of uh, my favourite articles surface, so I've got a lot of uh, things in the works. Usually could care less about free agency for mine. Yeah. But like Denver's kind of around the mark the last few weeks for once, so uh, not weeks, years. Yeah, um, I've always obviously been a big uh, free agency fan, and I think part of that is because uh, LeBron James has always been a big uh, determinant in the... Uh, yeah. In the free agency uh, fluctuation, but yeah, he will definitely have uh, a bit to say about what will happen this off-season. But before we dive into any free agency stuff, um, like I said, the draft's only a few days away. I've got plenty of uh, exciting bits and pieces up my sleeve for the next week. But one thing I want to talk about is Michael Porter. He's um, starting to appear on a lot of mock drafts at like second and third, um, which doesn't really surprise me because I've said he in my eyes, could be the best player um, to come out of this. But there hasn't... (laughs) It's so weird. There hasn't really been any confirmation that his back's, like, all healed and fine. I think just quietly, like, the doctors are like, yes, he's cleared and good to go. But we haven't officially heard that he's good to go. It's just weird. What are your your thoughts there on uh, Michael Porter Porter Jr.? Do you think even if um, the doctors are like, oh, look, we haven't got... 100% 100% idea on if his back's going to be um, fully healed. Do you think he's still worth just taking the flyer on? I've got no problems taking him number one. Some, if Phoenix decide to go for it, I'd say, good call. I don't think it's going to be a problem. Um, he seems like a switched-on young fella. Yeah. Like, even if like if he's not right, he's like he's not going to jump in. Like And you see it with Kawhi. Like, Kawhi's sort of setting that tone. He's like, I'm not right. I'm not... I'm not fucking playing. Like, yeah. your doctors want me to rush out there. I'm going to short my career. Fuck you guys. Like, I reckon there's no reason he shouldn't just redshirt it this season. Ben Simmons it. Get himself John 100%. Wall. No, no, John Wall. Blake Griffin it. Blake Griffin. Yeah, just get himself, well, any Philadelphia 76 <laughs> drafted in the last five years. Yeah, no Just shit. do that. Just have one year off. Like, you're not missing out. You're 19 years old, mate. Like, you're not going to change Phoenix overnight. No. Nah. Just get to know Devin Booker. Get to know TJ Warren. Fuck, or, you know, whoever he gets drafted to. Just have the year off. That's what I think he should do. I think that's what, like, the Cavs should push for him and just be like, have a year off, champ. Oh, mate, I I think it's uh, out of question that the Cavs will get him now just because there's so much buzz around the top five teams snaring him. Um, I don't think, if he does slip, I don't think uh, the Bulls will let him go past seven. Apparently they've got, like, almost locked him in, giving him a promise. I mean, I I guess I'm meaning, like, Cavs would, like, have to make some move up. But you could probably ship off Clarkson. He's still got a bit of residual value or, or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'd happily do. I'd trade back to get rid of Clarkson. <laughs> I fucking. I, I swear to God, I've never seen anyone play a more useless like seven minutes and fourteen seconds as I saw him play in the first like bit of game one. Yeah. Finals. Like hey, he did have two points. So oh, yeah, God, I reckon I could have had two points if I was in his shoes. He was just pus. Anyway. Yeah, the uh, top five in the draft is going to be very, very interesting to see how it unfolds. Um, a lot of draft rumours are swirling as per usual. Um, the Grizzlies are one that they think they're going to trade up from four to uh, take, I think, pick one was the rumour. They're going to take pick one from the Suns, maybe give Gasol or Conley back in return as well as pick four. Do you reckon that's a smart move? It's a... F- 
It's a yeah, smart by the Grizzlies. I don't honestly think the Suns would take it though. Would they? I don't know. Unless because... they moved Gasol a lot, like you might as well just three team it if you're going to do that. You know what I mean? Well, like... if um, if Phoenix really is dead set on DeAndre Ayton, then yeah, I think they take him number one and they don't yeah. budge. But if they're like, well, look. We'd love Aiton, but if we could get Donkic, we'd be stoked as well. The top three or four. And they think that Memphis is trading up to take Porter, then you know there's a very um, realistic chance that Donkic and or Aiton would still be on the board at four. So mm. I just think that trading, um, trading pick four and like Mike Conley or Gasol could come back to bite them. Mm. Like those dudes are pretty good players and pretty valuable. I don't think they should try and usher them out the door super quick to try and get immediate returns. You know what I mean? Like they could. Deal them halfway through the year for I don't know. Should have done it this year. Yeah, honestly. I know. If they I were going to have done it, they oh, should. Oh mate, done they should have dealt Tyreek Evans and Gasol and Con- anyway. That was a weird situation. But yeah, I think a lot of teams were um, had their sights set on getting a high draft pick because this is the last year before the rules change. Oh, I mean, but that's not going to make a huge difference. That rule change. I agree, right? but I just think. That in the back of everyone's minds, they're like, "Oh, we don't know what it's going to be like." I agree, it won't change much. At yeah, all, I yeah, it was a weird choice, but yeah, uh, I think it would be fine um, from both sides. I tend to agree with you. I would usher them out the door for nothing, no. like for three. It's a great draft. Like you're going to get such good value. At, where are they? Four, five, uh, four. Yeah, fucking just take whoever's at four. There's going to be a superstar there. Like. Who cares? You're just as likely to hit on the number two pick as the number one pick, let's yeah. be honest, or three. So, True. yeah, fuck that. I wouldn't give up Gasol for... Not for that. No. It's not worth it. Or, or Conley or whoever it is. I think the Grizz should just get rid of them during the season. Tank. Like, seriously. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of interesting rumours and reports that are swirling around. Like I said, I've been um, working a little bit on a couple of mock drafts and pieces for the... Draft. I honestly reckon there'll be like two deals between teams inside the top five or six that'll mm. just throw everyone's picks into flux. Yeah. Which kind of, like I've always, well not always said, that's a lie. Um, usually I've been a big advocate for just right doing like player rankings or something of yeah. that sort. Because mock drafts are always so tough to pick because you can do all the preparation and do all this work and then... It's like DA's big the, board. It's yeah. Go. Yeah. And then the night of the draft... Um, you know, yeah. Sacramento trades down to Mayo and Kevin Love switch. And yeah. You're just like, wow. Um, yeah. So the draft, a couple of days away, that will be huge. Um, there wasn't a really a lot. I mean, we could sit here and talk a lot about LeBron and Kawhi. Um, do you want to give me your two cents on that whole saga? Apparently, just to fill uh, those people in who don't know, Kawhi on I think from memory Friday yeah. said that he wanted a trade from San Antonio with the Lakers, his preferred destination. Yeah. And over the weekend, as the uh, NBA rumour mill kicks into overdrive, there's been about 14 different trade scenarios um, of Lonzo going to the Cavs, Brandon Ingram going to the Spurs, and somehow the Lakers getting both LeBron and Kawhi. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that's ever going to happen um, <laughs> for mine. Here's what's going to happen. Denver's going to give up Gary Harris and oh, here we Murray go. and their pick, and maybe a future first or second, a couple of firsts, future firsts. We're, we're Nab and Kawhi. Would you give up Jamal and Gary mm. and picks? Uh, I would be a little tentative. Yeah, because um, I was going to do a big... I wrote um, an article on Friday that was <clears> like how to make a Kawhi to LA trade work for both yeah. teams. 
Um, and I think I, uh, I think I nailed it. But yeah. <laughs> I was going to write like a these teams should make a play for Kawhi, yeah. and the Nuggets are right up on the top of the list. I mean, how well does he fit? Like you, you could give up probably Gary Harris. Well, you could give up one of them because like if you lose Gary's defense, you're gaining Kawhi Leonard. I think in um, an ideal world, if this is what I'd like to do, is give up Jamal, Millsap, and maybe like Wilson Chandler and picks, and get back Kawhi and Patty Mills. Oh, yeah, okay, that's an interesting call. I've never thought about the second piece coming from San Antonio. Yeah, um, you couldn't get... DeJounte. Well, you wouldn't... Imagine getting DeJounte Murray. He's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, what well, you could maybe straight flip him for Jamal. Like, if you did Jamal and Gary, mm. you could maybe get him back for Kawhi, plus your pick, our pick, maybe a future first rounder. Never know. Um, yeah. Because Pop just sees things in plays that... Imagine, imagine Gary Harris on a Greg Popovich coach. That would be pretty like, scary. It would be about like the perfect player for the perfect coach. Like, yeah. It's one of those ones that, oh, this was like written in the fucking stuff. He could then have like a very big like Victor Oladipo year. Just be like a fringe MVPR and just Man. lead them on a big tear. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I'd love to see him there. I, look, I think Kawhi probably lands in, in LA. I don't I think, think so. LeBron lands there though. And that's you don't? Just, not for fucking Lonzo Ball, mate. No well, way. There's all these trade rumours coming out, but, um, you know, LeBron's a free agent as well. Like, they're saying oh, that yeah. this is obviously um, considering, like, before this to happen, LeBron would need to opt in mm. and be dealt to the yeah. Lakers. So. Yeah. I just, I think LeBron's going to stay. Like, and you're hearing stuff from Shaq and all, like, I reckon you'll start to hear these legends in the next few weeks be like, you don't need to move a bit. Like, Honestly, LeBron, What's the don't difference? fucking move. Like, seriously, it's going to fuck you. I think they all recognise it now. Yeah. Like, and I think Shaq's obviously one of the most vocal NBA legends. He's like, dude, just give it a rest, mate. Like, just finish your career in the place you meant you were born to play. Just don't move. It'll fuck you. If LeBron was to stay, what type of free agents or players should the Cavs uh, swing for? Because you and I said this the yeah. other day. Actually, you thought it and I was thinking it but didn't verbalise it, um, that the Cavs should just make a play for a lot of B-grade style talents or like B-plus players instead of swinging for the fences to get Paul George and Mello. Why don't you just get like... I think the example we use is sign like a Jeff Teague and JJ Redick and Trevor Ariza or just get like four dudes like that. Put LeBron... On that Hawks team that won 60 games two or three years ago. But like cut cut out, say, Millsap... You know what I mean? And there's just, like, a yeah. Horford's an all-star, obviously. I know, but that could be Kevin three. Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there you go. And then just have, like, three other well, great all right, players, all good defenders that can all sh- shoot the ball. If you use that hypothetical, then let's say Jeff Teague, Kent Bays... Well, no, Jeff Teague, Kyle Korver, three years younger, and Damari Carroll. So that's really all you're adding to that list. And Kevin yeah. Love playing a little bit better to yeah. mirror what Al Horford did. Which well, is you, also need a, you also need a, a bit... Like, Horford plays bigger than Love. Yeah. So you would need someone who could do that. Um, but, man, I, that's what I think they should do. Fuck trying to get this, mu- like, Paul George. It's not going to work. Because guess what, LeBron? Like, any superstar you've ever played next to has gone to shit. Like, yeah. even Dwayne Wade, let's be honest, like, he was good. Like, he was Dwayne Wade, but he wasn't Dwayne Dwayne Wade, you know? No. Nah. He wasn't the Flash. He was just, you know, he was D Wade. So, yeah. like... He looked like every bit like the 34-year-old Dwayne Wade or whatever he is. And then you get these great players like fucking Mo Williams and Delonte West who are like spuds but played great next to this gun because he makes other like average or like mid-level players great but he takes so much away from 
these superstars and yep. like I don't know what world he thinks this is going like, to you would think you would learn after what 15 seasons or whatever it's like mate it's never worked for you yeah I know I understand the war, um, Kevin Durant going to the Warriors has kind of thrown everything into flux and forced people to be like alright well now we need to get who's another MVP that we can have well, to the mix but guess who started that oh I know I totally uh, I know who started that was uh, Kevin Ga- O'Neal? No, it was Kevin Garnett and Ray <laughs> Allen uh, with the Boston Boys. I mean, I guess you're technically right, actually. Maybe it was. I don't know. Um, I still, I have, I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm going to do. Fucking I have no Boston. idea. Fuck Boston. Those fucking assholes. Ruining the, ruining the league. It wasn't LeBron. It's Boston. Fucking assholes. They could get caught. Cool. That's fucking scary. That'd be a lovely just, like, game. Here's Jalen Brown and There's Sacramento's the pick, and I don't know. Mark, Marcus Smart. There's the only team that could possibly be better coached than San Antonio. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. That, would, very, that would scare the shit out of me. It was me, very honestly. interesting to listen to Kyrie um, on Bill Simmons' podcast talk about the difference between Brad Stevens and Coach K because he was yeah. um, at Duke for a cup of coffee Dirty before he fucked off. <laughs> yeah. um, so, but yeah, uh, Brad Stevens is a gun. We all know that. So, mm. yeah, that could we be should very... call this the Brad Stevens podcast. Let's just change the name of it. Be good. We love Brad Stevens podcast. Although I don't know if I've uh, fully committed to that name, especially coming from a uh, Cavs fan, because I have a hunch that Boston's going to make us their bitch for the next couple of years. I don't really want to be giving Brad Stevens a lot of love when he's uh, when ru- that, ruining when ruining my basketball team. When you're that talented, mate, you can't deny it. That's true. Speaking of talent, it is time for my favourite segment. It's time for some famous birthdays. The first one. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo Jr. Little mini Ronaldo. Didn't know he had a son. Yeah, mini Ronaldo turns, I think, eight today. So, happy birthday, mate. Um, Brandon Armstrong, the guy who does all the impersonations, the NBA dude. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. I think it's like B.5, whatever is his... That's what came up on the website, not his actual name. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know um, who you mean. Yeah, you know who I mean. But the biggest one, easily the biggest one, is uh, good old Kendrick Lamar. Oh, yeah, I did see yeah, that earlier. I think I saw uh, on Twitter. That's why I had him playing earlier, actually. I think I saw LeBron tweet something out or, like, wish him happy birthday earlier. So, yep, he's a, the king turns uh, 31 today. So, happy uh, happy birthday, Kendrick Duckworth. Um, you got anything else to add, mate? No, just uh, just want to apologise to all the uh, West Coast Eagles fans out there who uh, didn't get a West Coast segment today. We'll uh, work on it next week. It's not much to talk about it anyway, so uh, we'll just move on after after this week. We can touch, touch on them uh, very I'd ra- quickly. I'd rather not. Very quickly. There's um, not much to talk about, honestly. There wasn't. It was it, w- it was what it was. Too many youngsters on the on their home field. They just, fla- they just like were slightly better users of the ball. Felt like we were on top, to be honest. We'd flag this game as a... It might actually be better if they lose, just so that, um, you know, the, a bit of the pressure's off. You don't want to keep streaking. I also, I just want to throw it out there. I would love to this to turn into another rivalry, like to rekindle the sort of... the now simmering rivalry between be West cool. Coast and, and Sydney, because it's been fucking, like, over 10 years since those grand finals. Wow, it has two. Holy yeah. shit. How old do you feel, mate? I do now. I, so, feel, I feel old. Yeah, no, no number. Ten years old. since Prime Judd. Over ten years. Wow. That's pretty scary. Anyway. We should so start well. doing that like ten years ago today this happened. You kind of do that sometimes. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, actually, ten years ago today, speaking of the Boston Celtics, KG yeah, and those boys won uh, their first and for Durant, uh, for Durant, for Garnett and Pierce, their only chip. So there you go. Um, one last question. 
I saw this post on Twitter, and we've already spoken about it, I think, a little bit off record, but the question was basically along the lines of what two players would you bring into your um, AFL team, into your best 22, but you don't have to take anyone out. Yeah. So you can take two players from any other team in the competition. Okay. Obviously, popular picks like Danger or Buddy or whatever would surface um, and would be right near the top of the list. But, yeah, I thought I'd, uh, thought I'd ask if it'd be something cool to close on. What do you think? Uh, who could be some left-of-field dudes that maybe uh, would change the fortunes of the coasters? Well, real left-of-field, I would probably struggle to come up with anyway. Yeah. Um, I, let's be honest, I think the West Coast need the most help in their engine room. Yeah. Um, and maybe with their small forwards. But, I mean, like, it looks like we've addressed that that um, need. But I, I would say, first one to jump to mind, like, immediately, didn't even take a half second, Josh Kelly. Yep. Um, I think he's probably the best player in the league right now. I think he will be for the next five to ten years. He's probably the best, like, and he's a future star. Kind of like what Giannis is in the NBA. Like, yeah. guaranteed to... Like, if you had to put your money on someone... That's not like the best now to win a Brownlow or a MVP in the next two or three years would be him. I think he's the. I think this back half of this season we'll see that. Oh, he is easily by like head and shoulders Hope so. the best player in the league. So he's number one. He's also like that dashing outside midfielder. Like I know we've got Gaff, but he's not. He's not like doesn't have pace to burn. Yeah. Um, whereas Kelly has a bit more toe about him. Does have a bit of toe, yeah. Um, I like that. That's a good one. I had danger for you boys, but I think if I had to choose between the two, Kelly would probably suit the mould a bit better. Yeah, I thought danger. He crossed my mind, but honestly, I would um, rather Fife was probably my yeah, number two Fife pick. Yeah, Fife is what I said. Um, Fife my number two pick, because he can pinch it forward. Honestly, you could throw him at any defensive position. I'm sure it'd be fine. Um, pretty versatile. Other blokes who jumped to mind was like uh, maybe Brody Grundy. Yep. Um, not that we really need much help in the ruck division. Honestly, you're you're asking the team that's top two or three yeah. teams in the league what we need. It's not much. Just a bit other... of pace and a bit of small forward. So yeah, speaking of that, the, the only other dude that I said you could add to the mix, who I was thinking of, was um, Robbie Gray. I reckon he'd be perfect. Yeah, he would be. I I guess I like typical J Lo is thinking like get younger players so you get them for longer. True. Um, yeah, but Robbie Gray, I was thinking a small, like, crumbing forward who can pinch, pinch in the Pinch in the guts. Um, like Cyril, like, five years ago. Yeah. Um, I don't know who that is anymore, really. Maybe Robbie Gray. Um, yeah, Devin probably. Smith or something. But, yeah, Josh Kelly and Fife for mine. Yeah. How about the, uh, the Dockers? They need a lot of help. You taking a Ruckman and a full forward? No, nah, mate, we don't need a lot of help. We're golden. All we need <laughs> is Jesse Hogan and Tom Lynch. Tommy Lynch. Oh, you would take two forwards. I think I'd take two of them. You would take Tom Lynch? Yep. Huh. And you could play Tom Lynch as full forward and Hogan as centre-half. Because Hogan's been playing almost like a winger at times for Melbourne this year. So he could kind of do what Rewalt did and just run around up the ground. Yeah, okay. And then we could... With the exception of, I guess, Sanderlands, um, the only thing we're missing is a key forward, I reckon. I've got a lot of faith in Darcy, who came back um, in the waffle this week. Had 40 hit-outs. Hamling, yeah, Hamling. Yeah, Hamling. Um, McCarthy played back in the twos this week for the Peel Thunder, so that was weird. But yeah, I reckon okay. uh, I reckon two forwards would be the way to go. Could always quite happily just take Brody Grundy or Steph, but I think Hogan and Lynch would be uh, be the best bets. Feels like you guys um, just to wrap up. It feels like you guys could probably use a bit of inside pace. Like you've got the Hill boys on the outside, but Fife and Neil aren't. You know, really fleet of How do you define inside pace? Well, I, I know that's a funny 
like thing to say, but like you've never been like, oh fuck, Gary Ablett's pretty pretty slow, or like Paddy Dan- like Paddy Dangerfield's as in an inside as he is outside, yeah, and he's a jet linebacker I mean? type of person, yeah, and I like Dusty, du- even Dusty's pretty quick, like when he. Well, especially back in the day, it was pretty quick. Yeah. So I, I feel like you guys maybe are missing a little bit of that. Like, just a little. Like, not as much as West Coast need addressing. Yeah. Uh, but I've never really thought of you guys as slow. But, you know, when the Hill Boys aren't there, you're not that quick. Let's no, be honest. True. So, and, that's, and Walters have been missing a lot. If of our it. skills were up to scratch, then I guess that wouldn't be a big deal. But, yeah, yeah. our kicking's never been our, uh, our strong suit. Mm. Um, you uh, nervous for round fourteen of the buys, or you reckon you're pretty well prepared, mate? I, well, I didn't mention it, but I've I think I've got like twenty one players playing this this week. Beautiful. So um, yeah, I'm gonna be laughing this week. This will be the week I make my move. Last week was really tough, although I still went up. So uh, there you go. That's all that matters. Yeah. Um, thanks for tuning in to the Sunday sit down. I've got a lot of work to do on AFL fantasy and NBA draft pieces, so I'm going to stop talking and go and do them. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining JLo. Anytime, mate. Um, make sure you stay glued to Sports by Fry on all former social medias and the website, of course, um, for more bits and pieces throughout the week. Until next time, peace. <laughs>